is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to No Gimmicks Podcast here on the DFPN. Tonight, we are doing our interview series. I feel like I want to I want to rename this one because it's called Before They Blow Up, but there's a lot of people that know the guest that is coming on tonight. So I feel like he's already he's already there in his own right, you know. So we're gonna we're gonna have us a good show. Uh, talented talented guy, seen him in action a couple of times, and if, even if I go to a show and I and I, he's not in action, I still see this man. So tonight we have a very special guest coming to us, and his name is Mr. D.O. Hartley. Mr. Hartley, how Hello. are you doing, sir? Doing all right. I was jamming out to that intro music. I really was. I'm glad I wasn't on camera because you would have seen me driving and everything. <laughs> I was too, but they, they couldn't see it. <laughs> I, I always jam you. out to it, man. <laughs> thank you, thank um, you, thank you. Thank you for your time, man. Thank you so much for, for coming on the show. I know you're a busy guy, and even when you're not busy, you're busy. So uh, your time means a lot to me. Oh, absolutely. Thank I actually got to go to work right after this. So, oh, so we got we got we got to get you in and out. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll, my, my employees can wait. It'll be all right. Oh, that's yeah. cool, man. Cool, man. So let's let's kick this off. Uh, my standard question I like to start this out with is, how did you fall in love with wrestling? And what is your favorite moment as that a wrestling a, fan? That's a deep question right off the bat. <laughs> um, so um, my background is uh, I'm half Hispanic. So coming from a Hispanic household, uh, I had Dallas Cowboys and wrestling on all the time, no matter what it was. Really? Um, so I was outside playing all the time and people tell me to come in. My grandma said, hey, hurry up and get in here and eat. And I was like, okay, I'll come in to eat. I got 14 cousins in the same house, um, but uh, every time we get around, we we don't sit at the dinner table. We were just on the couches on the floor, just watching watching wrestling, um, flipping through WCW and WWE on Mondays, and it I didn't know what was really going on. Really, um, but I knew I was going. I was like, okay, they're 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 fighting, they're throwing people around, and they have the costumes and everything. Everything's cool. Well, uh, I remember a lot of matches during my time. Uh, throughout the years, but the very first one that comes to my mind is the Cactus Jack debut for WWE. Whenever I was watching one man on Titantron and I saw the same man wearing a different outfit and then the third man came through and I was like, what is this? And he comes out with a trash can and I'm just going crazy with what's going on. Uh, and uh, I was just totally into that. Yeah. Um, so once that happened, I was always asking my, my, uh, my uncle, because he was the he was the host. We get together at his house. He he barbecue all day every day. That's how I got so big barbecue. Uh, so um, he actually bought a second TV for pay per views when the Dallas Cowboys were playing on primetime, and there was a WWE pay per view, and he had one for the kids. So we would shut up and watch wrestling, and then he watched. <laughs> but um, it was it was really it was really nice having that uh, having that blow up with just family aspect of just gathering around and getting together and there we we were a big family and it, it was spanning uh snyder abilene colleen um we would always get together in snyder and that's just how we were at my grandpa and my grandpa's house and <laughs> wrestling and and football that's awesome now, man. um i believe you also said a, a moment as a fan yep okay so uh i feel like when i've heard these questions before that 
they're answered like as an audience, like what do, what do I like in the audience? If I was a fan in the audience, what's my favorite moment? So with me growing up as the majority of kids do, they have trampolines and we want to have fun on the trampoline. Yeah. And I believe I was around, uh, I want to say 11 or 12, whenever I, my mom got me a trampoline for Ingo Tech. So I'm all over it, all over it. And that summer, I had told her to get me like a, a pillow, like a body pillow. Like I wanted somebody to slam around. I, I had friends around and we would go around there, but not a lot of them were around during the summer. They were either biking or playing soccer or whatever. Um, so I was just like, all right, I'm going to play by myself. I didn't have any siblings. Grew up as a, a single child, just me and my mom. So I wow. took, to, took to the trampoline and just started rolling around, throwing the pillows down, acting like every single one of my wrestlers. Well, there was a there was a chance that uh i may have uh, did something so flashy that a spring of the trampoline came loose and i was like i'm not gonna worry about it and then two springs in the trampoline came loose i said i'm not gonna worry about it and then the next time i jumped big it went to the dang trampoline so um, during that time my mom was furious she's coming in and she said hey you're grounded and i'm like it's the summer i'm only grounded when you're home whatever well the next day was smackdown and I told mom, hey, can I watch wrestling? She's like, no, you're grounded. And I was like, well, that's not going to stop me from wrestling when you get home. Had an attitude. She didn't like that. It's fine. Whatever. Um, I was. She gave me some words. So I was in timeout. <laughs> um, but the next day she went to work, and I, I biked on over to the dollar store, and I got me uh, a blank six-hour tape with some black electrical tape because we had a VCR and a deep shelf. And if I pushed the VCR back enough and covered up the light, she wouldn't know that I was recording SmackDown. So uh, I, we did that, and I was like the nicest kid that night. I was like, "Mom, let me help you with work. Let me or let me help you with food. Let me do some laundry. Let's sit and watch Lifetime movies all night." She she knew what was up. So right, right. Uh, so the next day, uh, I'm sitting on the TV eating cereal, and that's the SmackDown that the Big Show and Brock Lesnar broke the ring. Oh my now, God! So you can't keep that, that quiet. I was at that superstitious time where I'm just like, "Oh man, I did that the other day. I did it with a pillow. I did it to Mr. Pillow. I broke the ring or uh, trampoline. They broke the ring. I broke wrestling. It's like kind of that. Uh, <laughs> you discovered it. Of like, hey, my car's dirty. Yeah, I have to wash it, and like a minutes later, it starts raining. That's how <laughs> I felt, and I'm like, okay, this is as real as can get. And that is like the first time I was like, this is real. <laughs> the game is not for play and uh that's the that's as far as a fan goes that's what got me to love love wrestling in that aspect and i've, I've always loved it for the family family get togethers and go arounds but that hit me personally and it, it was just a small thing as a kid breaking the trampoline because the the pro athletes decided to break the ring so i thought i was pretty cool for a little bit until my mom you know got onto me for that too so it's okay <laughs> That is a that is a crazy time to be a fan too. Like, oh yeah, that's that was, that's peak SmackDown. I think that was just transitioning from uh, the attitude to the ruthless aggression, and it was just yep. picking back up, and it was just it was different. And when my family would watch, they they were were commenting on, "Hey, this is this is edgier. This is this is more adult. I, we like this wrestling." So I started my wrestling in the Attitude Era and just grew up. Didn't really know what was going on. Just didn't really see that as like a different era. I just saw that as pro wrestling. Right. My first transition of the difference in 
how wrestling came about from era to era was attitude to ruthless aggression. And I saw more of the athleticism when it comes to wrestling. The storytelling wasn't as edgy, it was more uh, dramatized. And there were a lot of guys out there that were just like, hey, give me a chance to shine. And it was just something new um, that even they didn't, my family didn't see. So they were the ones that pointed it out. And that's when I started really getting down to, okay, let's look at Kurt Angle, let's look at Edge, let's look at John Cena, let's look at these guys who aren't in the Attitude Era that didn't really come up that are making a name for themselves in this one. Okay. I, I dig that. I dig that. So I've seen you live. Like you're a really athletic guy in the ring. What is your what's your athletic background? Was it oh, your focus on wrestling or did you play a sport or so I will say that I didn't get into my wrestling training until 2020. That is when I decided that I wanted to get in to be a wrestler. Seriously? Uh, yes, but I've always been. You look like really polished. Like, like you, you look like a veteran. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I appreciate that. You hear that? You hear that? Promoters out there. Um, but no, as far as my background, um, basketball was my first sport. I think I started whenever I was five or six. And I played all the way up until uh, my senior year of high school. And I maybe only missed a couple of years. Um, I played football from sixth grade until my high school um, year. I was on varsity for three years, but I was also on band. I was a band kid. And I was I did band for the whole time for high school. So I was doing marching and football. So my two-a-days were actually three-a-days. <laughs> and on the games, I didn't have any halftime. I just went straight to the field and then right back to the sidelines. Um, but whenever I graduated high school going into college, I didn't play college ball because I got my scholarship in band. So I went outside of college and I played flag football and semi-pro football here in Central Texas. Mm -hmm. And I was either a running back, a tight end, or defensive lineman. Everyone's like, oh, you played O-line. I don't know how to block. I don't know anything. I don't know anything <laughs> about protecting anybody. All I know is to run through people. Um, <laughs> uh, I also, in high school, I ran track. I don't really remember doing anything but maybe a discus uh, event here or there, but it was just mostly the 100 and the 200. And I was just, I was all about the sprints. I couldn't really last like the the 400 or the 800 or whatever you want to call it just give me sprints let me just get my speed knock this out real quick yeah. <laughs> um, and nobody really wanted to mess with me because they were like oh this big man coming fast we gotta get out of his way um but true I, I was in band for 12 years that's really where i got most of it um i went to a school here in hardin simmons and abilene and we're a, more of a performance band and that's where i really dug into more of a personality and trying to get me as a person out there as saying, oh, well, I can, I have this platform. I'm out here with uh, all these guys in, in yellow shirts and uh, purple ties and the cowboy hat. I'm just going to go all out and I'm just going to hoot and holler. I'm going to do everything I want to do because that's exactly what the cowboy band was, was there for. And my last year, I was a drum major and I had fun. I had so much fun. That's really, I, I developed my personality within a performance space. Um, but I was also in ballet for three years and Seriously. hip hop too. Uh, that was a lot of my out branch of college. I just couldn't stop. I couldn't stop extracurricular activities. When one was done, I was like, I got to get into something else. I got to get into something else. Um, so it was really fun. I think I, I have to thank ballet in general because I probably wouldn't be as agile if. No, <laughs> if it wasn't I was going to say that because for anybody who's watched you in the ring, like you're very, you're a big guy, yes, but you're very graceful. I wouldn't have picked that up until you said ballet. Like yeah. now it makes sense. I, I don't believe in keeping keeping secrets, keeping like, oh, this is my fancy time. No, if you want to go be big and agile, go ballet. <laughs> I get that. I get that. I get that. So who do you model your 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 wrestling style after? 
So growing up, I I didn't have a particular wrestler that I was like, this is me. I want to be like. I, I was taking every form of everything. I was just enjoying it as like growing up and having the action figures and just going on and putting on the little and the little uh, ring that it comes with and saying, right. I want this person to this person, or I saw this person, this is how I would do it. And I didn't know what I was doing, but I saw it in, on TV and I said, hey, what would happen if Rey Mysterio faced John Cena? And then that would happen. And what happened if uh, Jeff Hardy and The Undertaker had a not ladder match? Like what would happen? So I'm just in my head, just doing everything. And uh, that's really got me by those and those, uh, those rugs that had the cars, the, the car roads on it. It was just yeah, action figures yeah. and cars. That was it for me growing up. Um, whenever I was in high school, I think I was just, uh, uh, I tried to catch when I could. I was just uh, busy with so many extracurriculars. In college, I was still uh, busy with everything. But not a moment goes by whenever you're flipping through the channels, and this was before streaming got big, that wrestling wasn't on, whether it be on ESPN right. highlights or it was something, a, a special on like a, a documentary on HBO or even uh, Raw is consistent. SmackDown flip-flopping all over the place, but right, either right. way, you're still looking at wrestling. And then Ring of Honor, locally, that's whenever I, I got eyes on that is because I was flipping through and didn't know what Ring of Honor was. And that was uh, in the early, maybe I want to say 20, 2011, 2012, um, Ring of oh. Honor. And then whenever Lucha Underground, I think I started getting to that in 14 or 15. Yeah. But I've always been a fan. And I just, whenever I decided I wanted to do something with wrestling. It was 2020. And that's when I was like, okay, if I'm going to do this, who am I going to look at? So then I'm watching it and I'm really diving into it. And I actually got wind of Keith Lee and Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens. And those were more the modern style of like, hey, if I was a wrestler, I see them kind of doing things. I can do things like that. But uh, back in the day, it was probably, it was probably Bam Bam Bigelow. Um, I didn't wow. watch him too much growing up. But anytime I look for like big man stuff, even even now, just to try to see like, what can I do? What makes sense for me to do? If I see um, like a Michael Schaefer is a, a great example at MPX because he's big. Definitely. And, and he's athletic and it's like, okay, I don't want to be Michael Schaefer. I still want to be Dale <laughs> Hartley. What can I do that Schaefer can't do? And uh, we haven't run into each other yet, but I think that face-to-face -face is, is would be interesting in the coming days, but um, I started just looking at stuff and honestly, the, the sleeper for me is Kane because you, mm. if you go back and look at some of Kane's matches, if you just take away, if you strip it down from, uh, the mask and the attire and you see him just be a wrestler, he is very agile, very athletic for his size. And not a lot of people will look at that. It's just, Hey, let's be a big monster. Right. The ruthless aggression era. He was really, really like technical with what he was doing not not too much to where he was like a um chris jericho or, or eddie guerrero in that sense but he could go and he made you believe he was a legitimate threat oh yeah and, and it, i don't threat. think it was to be undershadowed by um anything the undertaker was doing it was just not a lot of people had eyes on kane no, I agree with that. I agree. I agree completely with that because one of my favorite matches ever, it, it doesn't get enough light, and that's Undertaker versus Kane at WrestleMania 20. I think that's one of the best matches I've ever seen. I think I think it was also due to the drama and the storyline with everything. And it was yep. from the, the, the very beginning of when Kane actually came into the business. And you had it, it kind of drove all off that road a little bit, kind of took some pit sauce, but rest areas, but it came back. And if you yeah. followed that whole story, 
there was something meaningful about that match whenever it came down to brother versus brother in our head yep. just like we all have we all have those guys that we're close to that we call brothers and we always want to be uh the, the better man but this was a little bit deeper a little bit more tied into it so yep. I, I can agree with your stance on that yeah exactly um what keeps your your interest in the event um, i'm sorry in the industry even when you're not performing because like i said when we opened the show like even when you're not performing i see you there like this past weekend i was at mpx i was at the purge great event by the way oh absolutely that, that event was an absolute banger yes. um yes. and I see you at the purge, but you're not, you're not performing. You're just, you're being, you're a spectator. Like to me, that's like real student of the game stuff. Like you're studying, like even when you're not, you're not there, you're there, but you're taking account everything that's happening. But I, I've seemed to notice that with you because uh, you were wrestle revolver. Uh, there was a couple of, there was a couple other MPX events I seen you at. And I was like, this guy, this guy's everywhere. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, you say that I'm everywhere. People still think that I live in the DFW area. I don't. I know. I still live in Abilene. My home is in Abilene in the three two five. I'm still making those drives. But what keeps my interest in the business is is the boys and uh, boys is gender neutral. My buddies on the Indies, B O I boys. Yep. Um, and I, I'll just go and support them. The ones that I have love and admiration for, they're doing big things. And I've met some fantastic people over the, over the years. And uh, just about two and a half, I say over the years, two and a half years doing this, I've met some fantastic people, but I will treat those guys that will show me the same love and admiration. I will show them as much support and love as I can. And it, I can be taken back and become a fan again but now I'm a fan of my friends. I'm a friend of my peers. I'm a friend of right. the guys that I've been in the ring with. And I'm so proud of them just by sitting and watching. And I will, I will cheer as much as I can. And I will boo somebody to their face because <laughs> I cannot, I can do whatever I want to as a fan. What you going to yeah, do? That? You yeah. can't touch me. Maybe yeah. if I get booked and we're across the ring from each other, that's another thing. They'll probably remember that. Right. But, uh, man, just ha having these guys just go out there and perform and having those, those same goals and those same motivations and drives and dreams that I have, it's it that's exactly what keeps me going that's why i keep driving that's why i keep supporting and uh i know that they'll do the same for me whenever i'm in there so it's a, definitely a two-way street dude that's awesome of you it really is because like like i said the purge was it was if it's on twitch i need you guys to go to twitch and subscribe to, to mtx yeah. wrestling and watch watch this event because it was it was an absolute banger but you have you have guys like you have guys like that, and then there's you off in the corner. I'm like, and I'm looking at you more, like almost as much as I'm looking at. at well, the I appreciate talent. that. I'm, I'm <laughs> always because like, some of these some of these guys that I don't like, they really have some banger music, and I'm over here just yeah, they do. And it's yeah. nice. And it's like I can, and someone's looking at me while you dance. I was like, look, I can like the music and not like the dude. I'm sorry, I'm just dancing over here having a good time. So. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Aaron Eagles, his entrance alone <laughs> is like worth the price of admission. I, I will agree. I will agree. <laughs> I, I'm like every time it's like I can't I can't help myself. Like it, I've added it to my playlist, admittedly, because I'm like, it's not because I like the song, it's right. because Aaron Eagle made it. I, I might made I might have a, I might have a few tracks on my workout playlist from some of the boys. I might I might have yeah. Them. yeah. That that's so. Excluding your own, 
Who's your favorite entrance music right now? My favorite entrance music. I I don't want to go to default for for Mac Max franchise. I don't want to go default, but he. I, th- I think it's just the way he comes out and the way he he just gets into it. Uh, I think he, he came out to black and yellow uh, whenever I first started with Rampage, and uh, that's my home promotion, Rampage Wrestling. I love it. Um, and whenever he came out to that, I'm like, okay, you know what? It is black and yellow. And he came out to make way for the king. And I'm just like, oh, we're going to spice it up a little bit, give you more solidarity. But I think it's just the way he comes out and hypes everything. That's I'm just I'm getting I'm just getting back there, um, getting into it. And that's the first time if anybody's like, hey, what's your favorite? I'm biased. Max Franchise is my boy, so I got to go with him. <laughs> oh, man. Now, you mentioned your wrestling promotion. What is the name of it? Rampage again? Wrestling in Lubbock, Texas. Oh, that's you. I didn't know that. Yes. Dude, they, they put out some bangers. You put out some bangers. Yes. You're underrated, Harley. What the Rampage heck? Wrestling. <laughs> Two things. We got an event coming up. I will promote August 5th in Abilene, Texas. And that's going to be the next one. We have some guys out here that uh, it's it, when West Texas, there's only a few promotions there and there's, it's not as a big as a network as, uh, as East Texas and Southeast right. Texas is, but man, these guys have a lot to prove and a lot to give just West Texas wrestling in general. Oh, really? Really? Uh, it's becoming Lubbock is becoming like that hub out there too. So yeah, you're right. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that was you dude. Yeah. There's some there's some bangers coming out of there. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Trust me, I will. I'll, I'm promoting them as much as I can. I always promote the boys as, as well as I can on my on my socials. So continue to follow me. You'll you'll get some bangers in there. Oh, definitely, definitely. All right, who's your favorite opponent, and why? So I have two, and it, it's it, there's reasons why. So I'm I'm staying at home on these. The first is Axel Savage. Uh, he okay. is the Rampage Wrestling Champion. Uh, I, I would say he's face a Rampage at the moment. But the reason why it's Axel Savage is because me and him did I th- we trained the most. Um, whenever I was starting out, I was making those two and a half hour drives to Lubbock every Saturday to train for four or five hours because that was kind of the 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 big group um, when it came to learning everything right. uh, the head trainer there is uh eric grayson and that's the first time i met everybody at rampage and the the first one that got my eye was actually savage and it was just the way how how professional he was how bare bones he was and he was the first one to kind of come at me and say hey you're doing this wrong do this hey do this instead hey why are you doing this like he wasn't re- afraid to like back down and tell you what was up right and it wasn't like in a in a and a, hey, listen to me point, it was like he wanted to better you. And it, it took me a while to understand that. I was like, who, who, I just got here. Why are you telling me to do something? Let me learn. But um, man, uh, we finally had our, our first one-on-one match at the Comic-Con uh, last month. And I'll tell you, it was the most nervous I've been in, in, a, in so long. And, and mind you, I've had 50, around 50 matches then. But looking over at somebody who I have trained with, who I have had talks with, and it was more of an emotional and, and mental strain on in my mind. I'm like, okay, I have to do the everything that I have learned. I want to show this man who's also helped train. Like, I want to 
give him the best competition that I can. I want to show him what's up. And then when I was in that right. ring, I was just nervous in my mind. I was like, okay, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Deep breaths. And he saw me. And as soon as the ref told me I'm ready, I said, I'm ready. And he said, he's ready. He gave me a smile. And I saw, all he had to do was smile at me. And I'm like, okay, we're, we're going to go. I think I can do this. I think I can win. I didn't. But at the time, I thought I could. Um, but like after the match, like we we had a hug in the middle of the ring and we said, thank you, brother. And, and everything, all those nerves just kind of like came down on me. And it was just because he he helped uh, in my beginning training so much to the to develop like it just based the basics the how to actually be a performer and to be storytelling not so much what the what the moves are high spots or whatever but to be a professional in the wrestling right business. right so he was he was more of the of the mental emotional reason now back to Mac franchise that's why I'm supporting him here. He is my boy. He is the one that pushes me so much. And the reason why we push each other to the limits is because we're so similar. We have the same background when it comes to sports. We're into the same the music, the shows, just uh, the personalities there too. It's just like, let's just feed off each other's energy and off of each other's excitement. And even when we go out there, it's, I want to say it's kind of one and the same, but it's not. He has his most intricate, like he's more technical. He's more sound. Uh, he's, He's strong. That man is strong. Uh, I'm I'm actually more of the, the quick and agile type. He's just really solid and stern. But right. you know, when we go out there, we're both big. We're both athletic. Our unofficial official team name is Too Bad. Two big athletic dudes, if anybody wants to book me in the next franchise. Um, but we, we go out there, and we just have a lot of energy, have a lot of fun. And me and Matt push each other to our limits because it, it, that's what I was talking about earlier, the brother, the brother, to say, hey, you you can do this, but this is what I can do. Right, oh, it's like do that. like one upsmanship. Yeah, always one up, but it's always <laughs> it's always respect at the end. Uh, there there was one instance where I got I, I weighed in. I, I I put this on Facebook. I weighed in that morning at three twenty four. Right, two three twenty four. I was a pound off. I couldn't do anything. I was like, I'm coming out here at three twenty four, not three twenty five, like I'm supposed to. Mac, I'm sorry. I'm gonna beat you down however I can. And I was a little mean that time, little mean, but it's all it's all love. It's all love with Mac, and uh, like 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 every time we get in the ring, it's it's one one up. We're gonna do what we can. I wouldn't be surprised if we knew each other like the back of our hand and just pulling out everything. Uh, but those those two have really kind of molded me into my uh, first years getting here and moving down to training in East Texas. I bring everything that I've learned with them in Rampage Wrestling try to bring it down to everywhere I go. And I mean, there might be something that people don't know about West Texas that I can bring a little flavor to. No, I like that because it's, it's, it's uh, authentic. Like you do come off as authentic and it's unique to another area. So I, I like that you actually do that. But you, you also mentioned something that I, I wanted to touch on too. The chemistry of it all is how important is that for, for any wrestler? to have that chemistry? I will say that I haven't been in the ring with somebody that I just downright disrespect or downright don't like. Right. Um, I have always had some admiration for somebody. I've always had the inkling of like, I know who you are. I've seen you around. Let's see what we can get into. It just like, a, like it's a first meeting on a handshake. It's are you going to overpower me with that handshake? Are you going to be light? Are you going to match my energy? Are you going to look into my eyes? Are you going to cuss my elbows? Like, what are you going to do in that handshake? So then that first meeting on 
um, if I'm going up and just like, all right, looks like we're going to put on a match. Let's see who the competitor is, see who comes out. But I got some something in store for you. And as long as we go out there and we're confident in each other's abilities, then I don't see where the chemistry won't be there. Like I'm always gonna, I'm always gonna be wanting to not be the big man. I would say, right, and to to show my quickness and my agility, and that's what kind of throws some people. Like they don't see me coming a lot, right. But right. the ones that do are the ones that have studied me and probably do the same thing that I do: go to shows and watch matches and study around and just hey i saw that coming you got to do something else and that's whenever you got to start thinking that's whenever you got to start right. thinking how am i going to one up this guy let me now i got i guess i got to throw you around now i was being nice i was just running <laughs> you over now i gotta throw you right 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 okay i get that so as a performer what was your favorite wrestling moment we had the fan earlier and yeah. let's bring it to the performer side okay. performing bring it home again because we're i'm not gonna stop talking about ring page my bitter enemy turned i geek I'm, I'm still here we had a little bit of respect and a little bit but i'm still here uh i had a match with Ryder cage and it was my first no rules match and there were trash can and kendo sticks and of the like but there was also a scooter involved and some legos and i had so much fun in that match because not only did i get to give a superplex to mr Ryder cage on top of some legos the crowd was just into oh, it so into it and so like drive like they were just immersed in what was what i was doing i pulled out a scooter and the, the cats the cats went crazy i was just riding it in there swinging <laughs> it like i wanted to i was just having fun and i was feeling all the energy from the fans they were having it too and we've all at some point stepped on a lego some may know like taking a scooter to the shin like what that would be so i wanted to yeah, yeah. Bring that in. like hey i want you to feel what i want him to feel and after that superplex, I landed on the Legos too, and it was not fun at all. But looking into the audience and seeing them like disgust and pain and everything, I'm like, yeah, that's worth it. But I'm just like, ah, no, it's not. But yeah, it is. But no, it's not. So in, in that moment, just having fun, but also like teaching one of my my rivals a lesson. Like, go ahead. Like, it, it was it was a very fun moment. Very good. I still got beat with a chair. He didn't he didn't like that, so I got beat with a chair all the, all the whole night. But I gave it back to him later on. Awesome. I was going to ask you that because those those matches look like they hurt. Like a regular, a regular, like just body slam or just falling hurts. <laughs> but how how painful, how painful is that? But you're also having fun. So it's like, the adrenaline and the fun. But after, after a while, just now you got me thinking it. And I'm just like, no, don't let me. <laughs> Like my eyes were just like, no, please. But I mean, I went through Legos and I've I've been through Legos and tax and I there are some I don't I don't know what the stature is. I don't know what's worse than the other. I think it's just the, the situation. And I, I slammed him on Legos, he slammed me on tax. To me, they they both hurt. I don't well <laughs> like I don't I think it was just the sharpness yeah. of the tax, the initial, but the Legos <laughs> yeah. stay with you. I don't know what it's yeah, uh, yeah, they do. They do. Thanks for they bringing do. that up. Appreciate it. I know. I'm I'm over here like uh oh, that. Uh, like my kid still has Legos and like if I step on one it's mm -hmm. like it's like <laughs> but <laughs> getting slammed on Legos I did it to prove a point I just I'm not going to prove that point again unless I have to I really don't want to have to I really don't <laughs> all right so 
let let's 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 start talking future. Okay. Who is your dream opponent? And where would you like to have this match? Okay. I had a I had a, a podcast. Um, her her name's Christy, author Christy. Uh, mm-hmm. I have it on my page. And I had talked about Keith Lee. And I had talked about the Tokyo Dome. But since the recent conjoined match with MPX and Wrestling Revolver, and Keith Lee took on one of MPX's own, Aaron Eagle, in Texas. Yes. That changed some things for me. <laughs> it changed me to think about Texas versus Texas. It changed me to think about the 325 versus Limitless. It took me to, why can't Keith Lee versus D.L. Harley happen in Texas? Um, once I saw that match and what was possible, me at Russell Revolver looking at some somebody that I style after, somebody that I admire for being the big guy, John, man, with somebody so close to home, why can't that? Uh, so, you did I see still, Aaron Eagle after this. You've seen his eye, right? Like, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to have to get on the ball. I know what I'm going to have to put in. I know what I'm going to have to do to, to get prepared for it. And if that opportunity comes, I want to be ready for it. And that's just, that's my forefront. And that that's, I, I get goosebumps talking about it. Just because it, it could be possible one of these days, hopefully sooner rather than later, but one of these days. Uh, let's also, let's manifest mentions, this. Uh, honorable mention Kiefer Bartek and Abilene because he is from Abilene. So just want to put that into the universe. All right. Well, let's put them both in the universe. <laughs> let's 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 get Keith Lee Hartley in a ring in Texas. If we could do this uh, somewhere close, we could let's let's make it happen. <laughs> do make it happen, yeah. <laughs> Let's let's make this happen. I I would I would like that match. I I think that match would be a banger. Yeah. Honestly, uh, so I, I'll, I would be probably more more nervous than drip dropping and and everything that I was sweating my match with Axel Savage. But <laughs> man, coming coming full circle about just how I started the business and who I looked up to, who I idolized, who I wanted to kind of kind of strive to be and kind of be a little bit step above. Yeah, that Keith Lee would be up there with me. Awesome. Awesome, man. Like, yes. So let, let's 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 plan this for about six months down the road. <laughs> six months. <laughs> I'm gonna need a little bit more than six months. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Life comes at you fast, Harley. You oh, it does. Ready, oh, man. it does. <laughs> gotta be ready. Let's let's get this ready. But yeah, yeah. Shout out to Keith Lee, man. Wrestle Revolver was that was a movie too. That. I'm glad that I was there. Uh, I was working security because I felt like, you know what? There's just going to be some big names, these big boys. Yep. You kind of need a big boy to hold it down a little bit. Let me do let me do some work there. Let me be security officer. I'll be, I'll be the personal, like, hey, don't get close. You got your badge on you. You got your wristlets. If not, <laughs> go buy me a drink, and I might let you sit here. Uh, <laughs> but uh, drink is a Dr. Pepper. There was no alcohol involved, Dr. Pepper. Um, but that match... Uh, I typically kind of like to sit down at some matches, just keep my feet at rest. I couldn't, I mean, I probably could if I asked, but I mean, I couldn't physically keep my body still 
just to watch. Like I was moving and jiving and I was like, yeah. oh, I just have to see everything. Yeah. I got it close a little bit because I, I was concerned I was doing my duties as trying to keep everybody away from that barrier. But I was eyes locked onto the product. Those those matches, the storytelling, everything about that night was so phenomenal. Yes. I, I, I they said they were coming back. I'll I'll work the show. I I'll want them to come the show. Back. I'll be a fan. They can take my money. I'll I'll sit there and I will support everybody that's in there. Yeah. Uh, shout out to the scorn, the children of the scorn. Yes. Because that was real, real nice. A real good display of just firebones tag team wrestling from MPX. It was just, it was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to everybody. MPX, Russell Revolver. Shout out to everybody that did that event. Shout out to MPX too, because they came out of that into a, into a, a nice show afterwards oh, yeah. too. So it, it you could tell it, it left an imprint on everybody that oh, performed yeah. because they, a lot of the people that performed there performed at the purge. Oh, yeah. And it was just like a carryover, just like we it's like a light switch went off, like we yeah. got it, you know. And, so and that's uh, part of the reason I actually I still I train with MPX. Uh I try to go up there uh, at least once a week. Um not this week because I, I am doing a, a, a evening shift for one of my employees who's on vacation. So I can't really get out there as much as I want. But I'm gonna <laughs> I I put in the work here, but anytime I go in there, it's just the the solidarity on learning from the coaches at MPX is like well-rounded and so many people are there at MPX because they want that knowledge. They want to, to learn from the, from the highest level to the indie level, you get all the rounds and just the opportunities yeah. that MPX now, now has proven the opportunities. If you go there and if you, if you give them their time, your attention and the uh, abilities that you have to take time to train with them, and to work with them, anything could happen. Yeah, yeah. I would. I, I'm. I'm not gonna be shocked if I see a bunch of a bunch of you guys that train there, like at the next level soon, because it, it it's there. The proof is there. So I'm. I'm always entertained when I when I watch you guys. Uh, I want to see you all get better, and I'm. I will not be shocked to see a good portion of that roster. I haven't seen everybody yet because mm -hmm. I, otherwise I would say the entire roster is going, going places, but I haven't seen everybody in action yet, but for everybody that I've seen, like I will not be shocked to see them at the next level. So shout out to MPX. And thank you for that. Cause that, oh, yeah. that was a good, that was a good bit. Yeah. <laughs> 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 all right so what what does the rest of 2023 look like for you oh so um have some uh matches for rampage wrestling uh, it's going to be in abilene on august 5th um in lubbock on september 2nd i want to say mm -hmm. um and then we'll be in seymour i forgot about seymour seymour is going to be on August 19th, and then we'll come back to Abilene on November 18th, and we're going to be in Odessa on September 23rd. So a lot of those dates for Rampage. I will be at Metroplex Wrestling again um, in August, hopefully. I will get that date soon. I just know August, so be on the lookout. I'm hoping very soon. I'm hoping not on the dates that I'm with Rampage, so hopefully the 12th. <laughs> that's what I'm hoping for, manifesting the 12th. Um, and then I'm going to be making my debut on September 16th for Gladiator Championship Wrestling. Okay. So that's going to be good. And I will be at the Texas Oklahoma Fair 
for Wichita Falls Wrestling Association from September 12th through the 15th. Um, and that's that's just a an event where we're we're conjoined with the Texas Oklahoma Fair every every match between um, like I guess on the on the half hour there's there's a match so it's it's kind of like all all day thing to go out and, and enjoy along with the fair so I'm gonna eat good I'm definitely going to reach 325 if I have to um, <laughs> but I'll be I'll be doing that uh, I'm still trying to figure out. Um, uh, some more contacts with other promoters just to see where I can go for the rest of the year. Um, year's halfway over, and I've done a lot, and I want to do a lot more. Yeah. Awesome. Now, Wichita, uh, you said this is the Texas-Oklahoma Fair, right? Yes. Yes. September 12th through the 15th. I may I may maybe make that. And you yeah, said sure. they, do, they, they do matches all day there? They, they, we have, there's, a, there's a couple of hour block. I want to say two or three hour block. Um, I want to, I, I would say every 30 minutes, but I'm, I'm thinking like every, like once a match ends, you have like a 15 to 20 minute break period so that everybody okay. can enjoy the fair and go look at the cars and look at the other events and then come back to wrestling. But it's usually about three or four hours just going in and, and just taking care of matches And there. They're, I don't know who's going to show up. I have no idea. It's just people from Arkansas, Louisiana, Mississippi, the, somebody from, uh, Montana came down. It's just, everybody's just getting that opportunity to go out and, um, I'm happy to network, happy to work with those guys. I have, I have no, uh, I have no idea what's in store for me. And I think that's what it's exciting about it. Okay. Nice. All right. So I'm going to try to make that actually. Very good. <laughs> Everybody there is trying to make that. It's a little bit of a drive. I can drive two and a half hours to go to Dallas. Everybody in the Dallas Fort Worth area can drive two and a half hours. To yes. Yes, I believe I can make this happen. Also, there's a cereal bar in Wichita Falls. Shout out to Maniac Mansion. Love it. I get the uh, waffle crisp and I mix it in with French Toast Crunch and then put some whipped cream on it with some cinnamon. Oh, your cereal game will change. Go to Maniac Mansion. Wichita that Falls. sounds very sinful. Also, I like <laughs> it. What's the name of this place? Maniac's Mansion. Maniac's Mansion. I, I'm I'm only I'm only getting this information because my brother lives in Wichita Falls, and I've never heard of this place. No. So he has some explaining to do. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. <laughs> what? You had me a waffle crisp. What? That's that's they changed the cereal game for me, and and cereal to me. Is is a whole another topic, but the one thing I will say is that name brand cereal doesn't taste right to me because I've always had off brand cereal growing up. So I'd rather take fruity dino bites <laughs> the, over the bag. Like fruity pebbles stuff <laughs> tastes like cardboard. Fruity dino bites, that's where it's at. Go get some fruity dino bites. Yes. Yes. You, you know which ones I like. We're we're going off the rails. Oh, yes, sorry about that. You don't want to so, podcast. Go to, he gonna put it on his Patreon. We're gonna yes, talk all day about yes, snacks. Yes, you got to pay for that. <laughs> the the off brand fruity pebbles are actually better than the fruity pebbles to me. I don't know yes. why this yes. is, but give it to me in the bag, <laughs> and I and I will I will and enjoy. I need a big sixty four ounce bag. Yes, whole small box. Yes, bag. the super size bag. Yes, that's that's like my guilty pleasure. But yes, I, I will. I will gladly. <laughs> but yes, I have to talk to my brother. This is this is ridiculous. Maniac Mansion. Oh, it has my heart right now. <laughs> <Very good. laughs> so, uh, 
All right, before we get out of here, um, I mentioned before we came on the air that we have a game that we play. Okay. Also had a streak that okay. we had, but uh, Kaimi, who was a guest on the show, broke that streak. Kaimi? So, yeah. It's his birthday today. Happy birthday. Is it? Yes, oh. it is. Shout out to him. Shout out I gotta, to him. I got to tell him happy birthday. Absolutely. He he's a he's an awesome young man. I like him. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. <laughs> all right, I gotta I gotta tell him happy birthday. But all right, so we're gonna play a game called either or. Oh man, I'll, <laughs> I'll say it. Let me, let me get a little close. Either or. All right. <laughs> either or. I'll say it. I'll say it. I'll say two names, and you say either or, and then at the last, there's gonna be a topic. All right. And I'll say either or for that one. Okay. All right. All right. So. First question, and you're a Texas guy, so I made this a Texas question, specifically okay. around around that area. So, The Undertaker or Shawn Michaels? Why you gotta do that to me? Why you gotta do that? <laughs> oh boy, I so, like these. <laughs> Are we are we just strictly talking about okay so i know more of no i, I kind of know the history of both of them so yeah. the sean michaels has has been known to be around more west texas than than anywhere so as far as touching on home base with sean but oh i think i've just had access and more knowledge of the undertakers uh, the background the stories of like how he became uh from from Texas Red to the Undertaker, yeah. Uh, Shawn Michaels has kind of just been Shawn Michaels throughout this entire life. I mean, he's always yeah. been flashy, always been Shawn Michaels. He's never had to really be anything other than Shawn Michaels. But mm -hmm. I think that just iteration of Undertaker going through all of these changes, not because he had to, he just Undertaker. He didn't have to do anything, but just because he made it work. I feel like he was just bored one day and like, hey, I want to get on a bike and ride around a little bit. <laughs> okay, cool. You made that happen. You made that work. You a lot made of the American badass. Like, a lot of people don't like uh, the the American badass taker, but I, I really, I really have that iteration. Um, I'm just gonna have to go with taker. I, I really am. Um, just for the easy fact of me knowing a little bit more, him having a little bit more access to, or me having more access to see what he was about. Um, now there was a lot of drama and storytelling with Shawn Michaels whenever he had in matches, he poured his heart and soul into everything that he did. And Undertaker was just like, Hey, this is me, this is what I can do. And yeah. like, man, now you're going both, we can do both ways. You can go both. This how you get it. This how you get the last game. This how you get it. But <laughs> we'll just say Undertaker. That's what we're going. That's that's going to be my answer right there. That would have been my answer to Undertaker, and probably for the exact same reason that you said. Shawn Michaels, probably one of the best performers in the history of the business. Uh, very entertaining, natural, long career. Um, but the evolution of The Undertaker and how he was able to stay relevant for oh. 30 years, even up until his last match, which I, I hope that's not his last match. I hope they give him... Like, just give me somebody, like, give me, like, a five-minute match. Leave that man alone. No, nah, just give me, give me a proper stare down a shark. Man. That was his last match. That stare down with the shark. <laughs> <laughs> give me the a shark. proper send-off. Like, the shark said, nope. 
<laughs> I get it. COVID happened. You had to do the cinematic match. I get it. But I loved it. I loved it, but I would I would love for like one last time. Just give me something short, sweet, he wins, send off. Like and let me cry. That's that's all I want. I cried so much. No, I've already cried enough for the take. I don't want to cry no more. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next, next up. These these kind of get harder. The Rock or John Cena? All right, why why you gotta do that? Okay, so <laughs> I'll say that I grew up with the 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 Rock more more than I did with Cena, only because. My cousin had, and my uncle had the box sets of the Electrifying Man, The Rock, the DVD box sets, or I guess the VHS box sets at that time. Um, and then had the Brahma, the blue Brahma Bull with the the Rock T-shirt, so I had that too. And then there was a Rock poster, so I had more of The Rock on everything. And then movies, always seeing The Rock, seeing him, seeing him evolve through the movies, and then going back to WWE, bringing that Hollywood persona back to WWE. And the matches that he had when he came back were not, I wouldn't say they were the classic typical rock matches because he wanted to do something different. He wanted to be that slide, mm-hmm. actually dirty Dan heel. And um, it really resonated with me there. But if you're talking about longevity with what the business has, John Cena has that. Because I think that he will go down as one of the greatest, especially with our generation, because he also had to evolve. He also had to step up and he had to do the ridicule with being compared to The Rock so much because he stayed in. He had the fans. He said to the people, that's what we're going to do. I'm right. not going to leave, but he left for Hollywood. He's making a name in Hollywood. He's a really great actor. He's getting all everything and kind of going around that same path. But every time he comes back, it's just, he, it's like he never left. That promo that he did um, at Money in the Bank was just so spot on. And I watched it knowing like, hey, I want to, I need to get my promo skills up because if he can walk into an arena like that, shut him up for a little bit just by saying a few things and getting them hyped, the the crowd control and the pops that he has just by being authentically himself is there. So I, I find myself, I really am, because if I were if I was still a fan and not a performer professional wrestler, I would say The Rock. Mm-hmm. But because I, I'm still developing my own way, still trying to learn and still trying to focus on figuring out what works and what doesn't, John Cena is kind of the epitome of if you kind of stick to it and you're confident and you know what works for you and you keep doing it, then everything's going to be great. So I'm going to pick John Cena. Okay. Uh, I would have said The Rock. And the only reason <laughs> I would say The Rock is because what you laid out, you kind of you kind of breaking my will to keep the rock, but I'm gonna keep him. All right, <laughs> you laid out a great case for John Cena. Uh, so I would I would say the rock, but solely based on a he his career. If you if you go back and look at the rock's career and the magnitude of which he just grew. And grew and grew that by the time he got to Toronto and in a ring with Hulk Hogan, he was 
there was nobody higher than him. Like for a long time, the debate was Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock, right? Which is the greatest superstar ever? Right. There was that period where The Rock just separated himself from everyone. Right. Much now, like if you would asked me that, I would have picked The Rock if you would ask me that. Right. <laughs> so like. He he did. He separated himself from everybody, much like what Roman Reigns is doing today. Like he's just separating himself from the pack. Um, the Rock was the was that guy to do it. Then got into Hollywood, came back. The the Hollywood Rock is so underrated, like for what it did for everyone. Okay. The Rock concerts like are still I, iconic. I still I think he was doing that for everybody else because he was doing so much for, for himself yep. to breaking out. Now he's like, all right, what can I give back? And he right. Yeah. Right. So and that would make me pick pick the rock. But man, Cena history will be very kind to John Cena. Yes. Yes it will. The fans were not <laughs> while he was <laughs> around. But Man, history is going to be very kind to John Cena. So, so I will say, and this is going to be an unpopular opinion. Y'all probably going to unfollow me and not, and probably dug me down. There was nothing wrong with Young Rock. It's fantastic. The show. I can learn something in the show. Everybody's oh, talking. Yes. Everybody's Dude, talking. I was. I am a professional wrestler. I am also a fan. Go watch <laughs> Young Rock, especially if Young Rock was so great. Go, <laughs> it was. If you like, if you like Dwayne Johnson. Um, I'll call him The Rock. Every time I'll correct anybody, he's like, Dwayne Johnson, no, you mean The Rock. Go watch that, learn a little bit about the business. Uh, that and the heels. Uh, there's just, and I don't, I don't want to dog on anybody that, um, thank you, Jeffy Jeff. I just saw that. <laughs> I don't, I don't like dogging anybody in the, in the business, but like, it's, it's cool to like wrestling. It's fine. There's, it's, there's nothing uncool about being a fan. There's nothing uncool about watching shows like, I'll, I'll go back and like on COVID, I got COVID three times, three times. And one was before I started, uh, his name is Rob. Um, <laughs> I, I got COVID three times. Once was in 2019 when it first started. So that was before I started wrestling. And I watched all the, the, the rock movies. I watched all mm-hmm. Stone Cold movies. I watched some Batista movies. Like I, why not? I, I watched these kids growing up at kids. Wow. I, <laughs> I watched these guys growing up. In the ring, why can't I watch them on the big screen? So right. it's I'm I'm not gonna be one of those guys where I'm not a fan. I watch wrestling. I watch my boys. I watch wrestling to study. I watch wrestling to be a fan. There's nothing wrong with watching and liking wrestling. People need to put and I I don't have anybody to name specifically because it's just me reading things on social media. Right. And some of these guys, I wouldn't I don't need any recognize anybody from Texas, but there's some. Some out of state guys are just like, I don't watch wrestling. I don't. I, I play. I don't play wrestling. I am a wrestler. I'm like, we're not play wrestling. Like, what 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 happens when it like when you're growing up playing football? What do you do? You study film on the other team. You study film from the big leagues. Whenever yep. you, even whenever you're studying, like, hey, I'll I'll be a, a first to admit. Whenever it came to Keith Lee, I was like, all right, what can Keith Lee do that I can do better? What can Keith Lee do that I can't do? Like, it's 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 not a bad thing to be a fan. It's not it's, a bad thing to watch these things. Just yeah, go like wrestling. We're in the yeah. business for a reason. It's study. All of it. It's it's like you don't you don't grow not studying. Like that's anything. Yeah. So wrestling is different. So you studying makes you better. Yeah. You, what, do you think I'm just gonna go to go to a random wrestling show and just shout Cavens to the air? Cavens. So no, oh, no. I mean I am, but <laughs> I know that kid, me and me and Cavens, he's he's so small and so quick and so fast. It's oh man. Cool. 
He gonna show you. I need to be ready for him. That's yes. why I go to study. I'd be ready for all my opponents just in case something were to happen. I gotta get Cavens on here. I gotta get I gotta get him on here. Cavens, Cavens. That is the that is the most <laughs> it is the most catchy thing out right now. Okay, I will say one thing. I made a, I made if y'all follow me on on socials on Facebook, I made a thing where it started out with one person, one person saying Cavens mm-hmm. on a post, and it blew up, and I had to yeah. scroll, and all I saw was Cavens, 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 Cavens. <laughs> And then Baracho Pro put out a flyer that said Cavens. Yep. This man got over by shouting his name. Yes. That was it. That's it. And we go back and forth. And we're, again, him promoting his brand is making us cheer for him, is making us yep. have fun, is making us enjoy professional wrestling. It's okay to enjoy professional wrestling. Yes. I agree. I definitely agree. All right. Last question. And this is the one. This is the one that that I had a streak going. I'm going to see if I have another one. You ready? No. <laughs> Face or heel? For, for anything? Would you rather be a face? No, I'm a, I'm not, I'm not a heel. I know. I'm a baby. I'm a baby, 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 okay. baby, baby, all day, every day. Baby, I'm going I'm to cheer. I'm going to dance. I'm going to scream. <laughs> I can't be mean. Look at me. I can't. I can try, but I apologize to Mac earlier by punching him in the face in the chain. I'm like, hey, sorry, Mac. I blame him. On, I was hungry. Okay, when I'm hungry, that might be a different story. But it's just not, I don't, I'm me. I'm authentically me no matter where I go, no matter how who I'm with. I wasn't raised to be anything. I'm not. My mom would beat me 10 million times over if I wasn't just true to myself. And I am true to myself. I, I don't hold grudges against anybody. I don't have a vendetta against anything. Like, I and genuinely me. So when you see the ring, when you see people in the ring, you wonder how are they like in, in real life? I don't see the point in being anything I'm not. When I'm in the ring, I'm me, turn up to 11, turn up to 12, turn right. up to 32.5, I don't care, whatever. It's, it's me, but how I get to be on a stage to perform and have fun while also being competitive and showing people, hey, I am, am here, I am here for a reason. I am a professional wrestler. There is a reason why I do what I do. And it's because of my love for professional wrestling, my love for being a performer, for being a storyteller, and just to have the crowd suspend everything. No, you don't ever know what's going to happen. You never know what's going on. Wrestling could be somebody's escape. Wrestling could be somebody's go-to where if they had a bad day, but they know they're about to buy a ticket for that wrestling show yep. or it's a Friday and they see a show four hours away on Saturday saying, Hey, I had a crappy day at work. I'm just going to get up in my car. I'm going to drop the tunes. I'm going to go watch wrestling because wrestling makes me happy. You never know what's going to happen at all. And if I can bring some of that energy and some of that positivity through my matches and through my energy to the fans, then there was a reason why they bought the ticket. There was a reason why they went to go see us. And if they didn't get anything out of it from me, if I'm on one of their one of the shows that they bought a ticket to, then I didn't do my job. And I will leave going, man, little Timmy in the crowd is crying. I should have just gave him a hug, but I couldn't. I'm not going to give him a hug. I'm going to give somebody else a hug and I'm going to slam him. That's going to make Timmy feel better. So it's anything that I can do for the people that support me, for the people that come out and give us their hard-earned cash, their time that they might not have, and their efforts for driving. I know of somebody personally who had a busted radiator 
and a flat tire just to go to one of the shows. Not any show that I was on, but because they wanted wrestling, they wanted to escape. It was like bad thing after bad thing after bad thing happening. And it kept happening until he got to the show. And once he got to the show, he became a fan. He sat down, he watched wrestling. Somebody pointed out to him and not maybe not even uh, on purpose, but just pointed at him and said, hey, thanks for coming. Hey, you're great. Just right. interacting. And that person had such a good time. He didn't care that he had to buy a tire. He didn't care that he had to uh, spend money to stay at a hotel to get his car fixed to go home and work the next day. He was suspending everything that he could just to be happy for a little bit. And it's times like that where if I'm involved, I really want that person to be able to do that without feeling like they didn't waste their time or money. Like, oh, that, right, that was right. awful. Why did I waste this money? Why did why would why did I waste my time there with, with crappy wrestling? And we we've seen comments and we've seen posts about this match is horrible or this person's bad or why doesn't this person do anything anymore? I'm not worried about those people. I'm worried about the people that came that want to disbelieve, that want to be a fan, just as I am when I'm supporting my boys. Right. Just to be there and be immersed and to know and have that real emotions, those real feelings, those real and raw moments where, hey, I'm a fan. I'm going to go talk to my friends about this. I'm going to talk to my families about this and let them go, let them feel what I feel. Let them see what I see through me. Right. And those are the moments that, that I feel like. And I know that it was it was baby face thing, and I know it kind of tangent. No, that was a that that's me, me great my head, if I'm if I'm a heel, then something's gotta happen. Something big has gotta <laughs> happen. So if, if you ever see me being not me, being mean two five instead of three two five, don't nobody moniker that. <laughs> but it just means something, something I maybe I got tired of it, maybe I uh, somebody pushed a nerve a little bit too much. Someone pushed me a little bit, but I'm never not going to love this business and I'm never going to not pour into it. But if it, I will always pick baby, no matter what, if you see me as a hill, something wrong and check on me or something, take me, take me to the hospital, go give me some meds or something. Maybe be big and big and flamboyant three, two, five again. Don't hold me to that. Cause like, I'm the type of person that I'll, I'll be at a show. I'll be like, what's wrong, man. <laughs> How can I help you? <laughs> <laughs> You don't have to do this. Man, I, honestly, if I was, I probably wouldn't even be out. I'd probably just go home and be like, no, not today. I'm not doing it today. I'm going to go home and I'm going I'm to go do my own thing. <laughs> oh, man. Well, thank you for playing that because that was this is probably the best one. Uh, I thought the last, they get better. They get better as we as the guests come on. So okay. thank you for those answers, man. I, I appreciate that. Oh, so. Before we get out of here, uh, let the people know where they can uh, find your merch. Look, we already got a comment. Let us know where, where we can find your merch. I see you have some right there, right by you. Right here. So uh, let, let us know where we can get it. So this is my old shirt design. Uh, I will be coming on new shirts. I just got these, partly 3252 koozies, available on purple, pink, and black. Uh, what? Yeah, I just got them today. I got some <laughs> wristbands, some nice little wristbands, purple and black. I'm getting some stickers. I'm getting some lanyards. I'm getting uh, new shirts. This is my original only one piece hat. So if somebody would make me an offer, I might let this go. Um, but uh, my merch is only available with me at the mm -hmm. moment. Uh, message me 
on Facebook, do Facebook DL Hartley, Instagram at DL.Hartley. You can message me both there. Um, if you're in any of the Texas, I would say Oklahoma area, just get at me. I'm probably going to be around somewhere and go support the boys. Um, if not, I'll, I'll ship for maybe a little bit extra, a little bit extra. I'll, I'll ship a little bit. I'll write something nice. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm trying to figure out what outlet I want to do for my merch. Uh, right now, the, the options for me, um, personally is to have everything on me at the moment. Um, but that's a smart option, actually. That that's and so I, I am going to some concerts. If y'all ever see me in a concert and be like, "Hey, that's Harley," and be like, "Hey, I got some merch. You want to buy something?" Or, <laughs> or doing something. So I will be around. All right, all right. Well, man, listen. Uh, I don't want to keep you too long. We've had you here over an hour. So. I don't want to keep you too long. <laughs> I got you, sir. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. This is a this is an excellent interview, and I, I I do appreciate your time. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. And thank you for having me. It was a pleasure to be on here. I am always excited to meet. I met you for the first time, my first night at MPX. Yeah, always take you out of the crowd. You're always, yeah. you're always ready to have have fun at wrestling events, and I appreciate you. Appreciate you all your love and support for all of us. Say, I will support you guys always. So thank you, thank you for everything. All right, man. So for everybody, thank you guys for tuning in. Sure. Uh, thank, thank, you. You thank you for you thank you for all the comments, and uh, hopefully, please go follow this guy. I put his information out there on the comments. At D.O. Hartley on IG, uh, D.O. Hartley on Facebook. Please go follow him. Uh, he, he is very much an entertaining guy and very much worth your time. So please go give him a follow. Thank you very much. Thank you for that. Thank you. Anybody else you want to shout out before we before we go off? Oh, who did I shout, I shout out everybody? <laughs> I think I shout out everybody. If I didn't get you, it's not because I don't like you. It's because I still got to go to work. My employees probably still going to be like, what's going on? Um, I'm still going to eat. Uh, if I haven't shouted out to you on, on Facebook, it's not because y'all haven't impressed me. I, I love all my boys. I love all the supporters. Uh, the fans are great too. Um, I will go out there and, and be me to my best of my abilities and I will support when I can. So if I haven't shout out here, I apologize, but I know I will be shouting out to everybody in the future because I love wrestling. I love all of you. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in until next time, which is tomorrow, but until next <laughs> time, you guys have a good one. Peace. You got Levi on the show, don't you, next tomorrow? Yeah, I have Levi uh, Lucas on. Levi tomorrow. Lucas, go watch his matches too, because he's damn yes. good. I think that's the first time I cuss tonight. He's great. <laughs> uh, particularly watch him and Elsie Mox. That, just go I, Just just go ahead. I'll show, yes. I'll, there's my two shout-outs. Yes. Levi Lucas. Yes. Watch <laughs> All right, you guys. Y'all have a good one. Peace. All right. Thank you. <laughs> All right.